Welcome to another episode of the Third Out Thursday podcast, episode 78. <laughs> Batman Jingle bells. Spells? <laughs> spells. Batman knows how to spell. Yes, Batman knows how to spell. And I am your host, the Ironborn, the Captain Giggles, the president of the British Gingerbread Men Club, Agent Nicole. Oh my god, stop you that fucking asshole. <laughs> Go screwed yourself. Uh, <laughs> I said that last week. And as always, I have with me the beautiful, the talented, Aww. the luscious lush of my life. Oh, thank you. oh. wait, what? <laughs> god damn it, Patrick. I thought she was talking you about me. You have to ruin everything. Listen, god. lots of people everything. describe me as luscious. Who? I don't know. People? Who? Nicole? Name one. Nicole? Yeah. Nicole does not. Yeah. She, no, no, she does not. She just did. She calls you a punk. Punk ass, punk ass bitch. <laughs> she did. She called me that. She said something and Wait, I was like, on, what did you on. say? I couldn't hear you. And she's like, punk ass bitch. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that was so aggressive and I didn't do anything to deserve it. I wow, doubt that. Really? I severely okay. doubt that. So Patrick likes to annoy the shit out of... Well, hold on. We'll get to Patrick in a second. Oh my but God. Ashes, how are you today? Merry I am, Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am well. Stressed. Oh. Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Christmas you, Christmas. Christmas. C-H-I-S-T-M-A. You guys should have called Batman so you could spell... Getting my Linda Belcher on, bitch. Called <laughs> Stop Batman being a punk-ass bitch over there. And as always, the angry punk-ass bitch, Patsy the Angry Nerd. Yeah, you know, I didn't even do anything. And I was asking her what she said because I legitimately couldn't hear her because she was mumbling. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You weren't doing anything. First of all, I doubt that. But maybe it's it's just pent-up aggression <laughs> for Nicole all the times very you aggressive. do do something. So I immediately, of course, uh, <laughs> reported Agent Nicole to uh, to the principal to p- the principal Stephanie Wiley, <laughs> and uh, and she handled it the way exactly the way I thought she would by telling me maybe I need to stop being a punk ass bitch. <laughs> that was uh, exactly how I would have. Res- and then I got a text message. Did you tell Patrick he's a punk ass bitch? And I said yes, because he is. Is he a punk ass bitch? Bitches get stitches. Yes, and always the man with the velvety voice, Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, I don't have any oaths to recite today, but that's okay. We'll have to just you know go without. It's okay. We're just happy you're here. Yes. Thank you for thank you for being here today. Thank you for making us sound nice. Uh, you're welcome. Try my best. If it wasn't for you, uh, yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a show. It's true. And we wouldn't have evidence that Patsy's rude to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm rude. Yeah, it's gonna be evidence one day, Patsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. did she kill that man? Well, some poor, some poor person is gonna have to listen to hours and hours and hours Shut of Throwdown Thursday. Yeah, and they'll understand why I'm insane and institutionalized. After years of systematic abuse, and I will sue you for Cry the Blu-ray player liver. that you don't use. Cry me a fucking river. 
Mm-hmm. Well, a few more days, and it's Christmas time. Christmas. Christmas. Oh my God! Do you guys have Christmas lists? Do we still do that as adults? Like, is that what it's we're called? Supposed Amazon to do? wish list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Letters to Santa turn into Amazon Prime wish lists. Basically. <laughs> I know. I. I um just. <laughs> I know my friend doesn't really listen to the show. She'll probably listen to it after, but I got her. Um, I get picked fun about this, but um, one of the podcasts I listened to, my dad wrote a porno. They came out with a book with one of the books that um, the host's father writes, and I gave it to her for, for her Hanukkah Christmas. I think we're glossing over the fact that your dad wrote a porno. My dad doesn't know how to spell shit. <laughs> He needs Batman to help. Him. I was going to say Batman. <laughs> I was going to say Batman you certainly help aren't going to help. <laughs> nope. So yeah. See, I was told by Ashes not to get her anything, <laughs> so I didn't. But there was something I wanted to get her. So instead of me getting it, I had Nicole get it. Yep. Well, because you got me Lady Gaga tickets, and I told you I don't need any other gift for like the rest of my life except like, i keep I'm, getting you know what i would really like <laughs> but then i but i'll say it i'll be like hey you know what would be awesome but then i'm like but it's okay because you already got me like lady gaga tickets and then i ended up front row and 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 that was I had, Santa's way, I had way far but in front of the front row like i had eye sex with lady gaga and it was magical Damn, that was intimate right there it was magical like we we locked eyes for like a full like five seconds and it was the most amazing five seconds of my life so that oh, happened yeah, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful for. Oh for yeah, five, but she doesn't care about little kids l- talking for the first time. Seconds. It was just her and I in the world, and it was amazing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. There weren't any mazes, so don't let her fool you. Oh my god! There wasn't any corn there either. Oh. oh. Um. But I mean, like. I mean, if you want to buy me a present, like I'm not opposed to buying presents. I just, Why? I just, I just think, and, and we got tickets for stuff. Like we went to see him. Who? That guy. That, oh, uh, him. Wolfie. No, him. Him. Wolfie's you know, like him? the uh, the villain from the Powerpuff Girls. Him. Oh, Satan. I can't I can't do his voice um, But anyways you know we got him tickets And that was awesome and it was one of their Last shows ever Yep. So yep. That was pretty rad <clears throat> and we Have tickets to go see Star set In January I didn't notice a theme with all these tickets and things About going to see Avatar in January as well. I'd much rather go do something. Like yeah. I don't really need a gift. I can. I want. I no. I, I need mom. to. I need to disclose disclosure thing. What? You know, you're like, oh, you don't need to get us get me anything. I mean, we did this and we went here and we did these things. I bought all those tickets. Yeah, and for a while <laughs> I was the main ticket <laughs> provider. So remember all of those, remember all of those tickets I bought. No. Oh my god, you're horrible. About. What were you saying, Agent Nicole? The Iron Lady is getting me a ticket to go see Game of Thrones live in September. <gasps> and that's going to be at the DCU yes, Center in Yes, I have to go to Castillo to go see it. But yeah. Ooh, with Ramin Jawadi. Yes. So, that'll be exciting. I know. 
I'll get to be there representing my house or houses. Do you even have a, a Greyjoy shirt? No, I would like oh, to get one. Oh, my God. So if anybody wants to buy Nicole something, <laughs> get her a goddamn Greyjoy t-shirt. I might get one. What happened to the one? Like You you had me help you pick one out. What happened to that? I just didn't have the money to buy it at that point. Oh <laughs> broke-ass hoe. Anyway. Did you just say broke-ass hoe? Yes, broke All right, that's the name Punk of this Punk-ass bitch and broke-ass hoe. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. Well, anyways, to get into the holiday spirit, we are going to... Get into to- the holiday spirit. We're going to talk about broke-ass hoes. Yeah, after the holidays, that's exactly what I am. I am a broke ass hoe. People are expensive. God damn it. Wolfie leaves the room for two seconds and we start talking about (laughs) prostitution. Oh, Oh, nice. Nice. Hey, excise tax season is coming up. So, uh, (laughs) gotta make that money. I forgot about that. I just paid mine. Yeah, I still have to pay last year. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, since it's the holidays, we're going to talk about one of my favorite characters that I tend to watch around this time of year, Mr. Bean. (laughs) If you don't know who Mr. Bean is, well, what the fuck are you doing on the show? Like, get out, go watch Mr. Bean. But before we get into our character development discussion, Ashes, you're the queen of thinking of amazing topics i'm just the queen of amazing well yeah you're the most beautiful queen and the lushiest lush of my tacos. life and the queen of knowing shit so what is our topic for today so today for our getting into character question uh portion of the show we are talking about because later on we're going to be talking about mr bean and we're going to be talking a lot about the mr bean holiday special mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas specials or Christmas themed TV shows. Like Christmas episodes and stuff. So, Patsy. Yeah, we'll go with you. Hello. Hi. Um, What are some of your favorite Christmas specials? Well, a lot of my uh, favorite Christmas specials also are by the same people that do my favorite Halloween specials, and that's The Simpsons. Um. There are some great um, Simpsons uh, Christmas episodes because they've been around for, you know, many, 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 many years. And I know the uh, our buddies over at Best Darn Diddley can uh, can attest to this. Um, actually, one of the, the first episode ever of The Simpsons, uh, the first network television episode, is Simpsons Roasting Over an Open Fire, in which uh, Homer gets nothing... For a Christmas bonus, and all the money that they saved up went to uh, removing a tattoo that Bart got. And so he only got about $7 after working as a mall Santa to, you know, provide Christmas to his family. And, you know, you see Homer walking through the mall, and he's at the dollar store, and he picks up a, a rubber pork chop chew toy. And he's like, oh, this would be great for Maggie. He says it's for dogs, but... She can't read, you know, and, you know, he ends up buying that and he spends his last $7 betting on a dog and, you know, Barney tells him, he's like, oh, bet on this dog, this dog whirlwind, this is the one you want to get and, you know, it turns out that there's another dog in the race called Santa's Little Helper and they're like, oh, it's a sign, it's a sign, so he bets on Santa's Little Helper who loses 
And so Homer loses all his money and he's dejected, but the dog comes with them home. And he comes in to tell everybody, like, yeah, you know, we don't we don't have any, you know, I tried to make this a good Christmas, but every you know, and he's like really upset. And then Bart bursts in with him, he's like, Look what we got and it's a dog and everybody's so excited and happy and you know, so Homer ended up doing doing uh, all right. You know, even though he didn't buy people things, he got them a dog who, you know, becomes a uh, mainstay of the family for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just one of them. Like, they have a lot of different Simpsons, like uh, the one where the kids get snowed into the school. and That's a good one. And they saw off part of Flanders' roof to make a plow, and they, <laughs> they try to drive, and Homer, imagine, because of the... the fumes from the vents uh the, the 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 heater that they're running in ned's car homer imagines that he's a uh that ned's a camel and that the car is filling up with ranch dressing like that's <laughs> yeah it's that's a great one like there's just uh, there's a lot of good simpson christmas things like with the funzos the funzos mm-hmm. were great uh tim robbins was in that episode but yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh Either that or the Married with Children episode that's kind of like uh, It's a Wonderful Life, but uh, the ghost is Sam Kennison, and it's fucking amazing. I think I know what you're talking about. And he's like, you know, it turns out that Peggy marries Jefferson, and (laughs) their life is so amazing, and they're going to, you know, they're about to move into a mansion, and everything is wonderful, and... uh, all Kennison wants to do is get his wings. He's like, well, I, I was trying to keep you from... To, I was trying to show you what your uh, life would be like and how your life would be worth living, and I uh, pretty much failed. And he's like, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to let those people have a great life and after all the shit they put me through? He goes, oh, no, I'm going... Sorry, I just spit all over you. Yeah, what else is new? He's like, I'm going back, and you know, I'm going to show them, and you know, so he goes back, and yeah, it's... It's an awesome episode. I haven't seen it in probably 25 years, but but yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. How about you, lady who lives See, in my house? I thought for sure you were going to mention Futurama in there, too, because you really enjoy the Futurama Christmas episodes with uh, Robot Santa uh, voiced by John Goodman. Yeah, those are great, and the songs are awesome, but I got to go with, with uh, you know, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, Open the Door to the simpsons and without the simpsons there is no futurama that is true and married with children is another show that i wasn't allowed to watch that i watched on my 12 inch black and white zenith tv channel 25 on uhf <laughs> oh yeah wow you're such a rebel i was you're I a punk ass bitch <laughs> so you're, gonna, you're gonna keep using that and it's gonna yeah it's gonna just like how you kept using uh back, back that train that up yeah which i still use and is still funny every single time anyway yeah. How about you, Ashes? So I'm going to kick it a little old school. Um, I'm going to talk about two. One is a Christmas episode, like a Christmas special of a TV show. And one is a legit Christmas special. Once upon a time, they used to have holiday specials. I know what yours is. Come out. Um, And they aren't really (coughs) associated with any TV show. It's not a movie. It's a legit, like, Christmas special. Um, so first, I want to talk about um, a Garfield Christmas. 
I used to love Garfield. I still have Garfield glasses at my mom's house. Um, like the glasses you drink out of, not like the glasses you see out of. And um, back in the 80s, like mid to late 80s, it used to be an animated series. And it was great. And the Christmas special is just great because Garfield, he's kind of a salt, you know, he's he's selfish and he's just kind of aloof and, you know, he just wants to eat and sleep and, you know, he gets uprooted to go to John's family farm for Christmas and he's just miserable. But there he bonds with grandma um, and he, you know, uh, goes through this whole kind of journey on the farm and he on, on Christmas Day, so he's been watching Odie, who he usually makes fun of, Odie go out to the garage or like the shed um, every night and do some, something after hours. And he's just like, you know, he, he goes in to spy on, on Odie and he's like, what is this dumb dog doing? And come to find out, um, Odie was building a, a, a standing back scratcher for Garfield and it's the cutest thing ever. And while spying on Odie, Garfield stumbles upon a box that has some of grandma's old love letters to her now deceased husband in it that she completely forgot about. Um, so he doesn't realize what it is, but he just he wants to give her a present and gives her the letters as, as a gift and she's just like taken aback she's like oh my do you know what this is they were the letters from him no I, I think oh is yeah either. she was she starts reading one of them and they're like oh what does it say she's like oh i can't tell you but um that's a good call but it's just such a really good episode and then there's <laughs> some singing and stuff involved uh but it's just it's great and garfield's just such a great character not the i mean okay as much as we love bill murray we talked we, we spoke about that last week not the animated cgi live action bill murray voiced garfield movies that are out there today like not not that bullshit we're talking about the animated series it was really really great um but my all-time favorite okay so like i said it was a christmas special a tv special it is will vinton's acclamation christmas guys if you have not seen this it is amazing it is hosted by two dinosaurs, a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a Triceratops. Because did you mention this last year? On I did. Okay. I yes. waffling? Because I love it so much. Um, because nothing says Christmas more like two dinosaurs. Um, and there are little little claymation shorts. Um, you know, uh, ca- camels, three camels in sneakers. Like Chuck Taylors mm-hmm. singing We Three Kings. Um, uh, the California Raisins do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, it's just magical and it's just great and it's hilarious. And I believe that the Will Vinton special and the Garfield Christmas special uh, aired like one right after the other. So, Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned like Bill Murray and... Uh Garfield, because the the guy who did the voice of Garfield <laughs> was also the voice of Peter Venkman on the animated. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the animated oh, I didn't uh, know Ghostbusters that. show. So, 
just a little little thing. But what about you, Agent Nicole? Um, so for me, oh, there's so many Christmas specials and Christmas episodes. I really enjoy Bob's Burgers. Christmas oh my god, yes! I thought you were gonna say it. And I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe I did. We were just talking about it. We, we were, were just thinking about it. Yeah, Bob's Burgers does some. Uh, not only do they do excellent Thanksgiving episodes, which they, not enough TV shows do Thanksgiving episodes. That's true. But yeah, they're Christmas. Their Christmas episodes are fucking phenomenal. I. I get so I thankfully I have access to Hulu so I can watch them. But it's just like they always like even it just brings my holiday spirits up just Linda Belcher singing random holiday songs. I do like the mannequin episode and I do love when um they are going out to get a Christmas tree after their their second Christmas tree is like burnt down on Christmas Eve, so they have to go get a Christmas tree, and they're getting um, Bob cuts off a big candy cane truck. And Not <laughs> his fault. No. It's like, another example of why his family is so terrible to him. Oh, my God. Shut up. No, they're not. And Linda gets the Dutch baby. Dutch baby. And it comes out, and she's like, oh, it's a preemie, just like Jesus. <laughs> oh, give me a Dutch baby. Cost what was it? Cost more than an American baby or something. Yeah, like Dutch that. baby costs costs less than an American baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she gives it to actually tying in with last week too. Uh, the dude who's driving the candy cane truck is voiced by Bobcat Goldwaith. And uh, she gives him the Dutch baby, and he's like, "Oh, wow, I can't even taste the baby." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good episode. I really enjoy Bob's Burgers. Holiday yeah, definitely episodes. check it out. Um, for me, I usually Sherlock. Well, not anymore. We don't know. Maybe there'll be a season five. But um, Sherlock sometimes in America is. I know in the UK they they get their episodes a lot earlier than the people over in the US. But um, I know a couple years ago they had released like a episode, kind of like a one-off, and it came out around Christmas time, and I like lost my shit, so I now watch that one. <laughs> um, Downton Abbey, which is another a British show. If you don't know me, I like British things. They have a lot of nice... What? I know. Um, they have a lot of great um, British, uh, British Christmas episodes. Um, Britsmith. Christmas. No, Britsmith. Britsmith. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I love the television show Friends, and they have a lot of holiday episodes that are really funny, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. And for me, I always watch this on Christmas with my dad. Um, Mr. Bean's Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean, which we'll be um, discussing momentarily in our character development discussion but um yeah those are my uh christmas what i watch on christmas holiday stuff so um we are going to take a break so stay tuned stay with us get some eggnog and some cookies and some mulled wine and uh we will be right back Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. 
There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Hello. This is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. So I hope you guys are relaxing by some fire. With Ooh, some that reminds me, I have to check on a dumpster. Is it America? <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that right now because let's leave the shit that's happening out in the world. It's happy time. It's happy time. So today's discussion, we are going to talk about Mr. Bean, which is portrayed by one of my absolute favorite comedians, actors, Rowan Atkinson. Um, for those who stayed on, stayed on listening to our show for so many episodes, uh, a lot of people know that I love Lucille Ball. She's one of my absolute favorite comedians. She's my favorite female comedian. When in comparison, my favorite male comedian is... Roman, Rowan Atkinson. So Roman Atkinson is Ro- that the, is that what he calls himself when he's just like walking around on vacation? He's Roman Atkinson. Anyways, you know when are you going to stop picking on me? Like legit? Can you I stop? thought he was. Uh, that's what they call him on vacation. Anyways, um, so we are going to talk about um, Atkinson's portrayal of Mr. Bean and. Um, we're going to be definitely talking about one of his infamous episodes um, that he that I personally watch on the holidays and I have personal reasons for that. But before we get into the nitty gritty discussion about the, the um, history and the character development, um, let's talk about first exposure. So um, before I get to ashes, I know, Patsy, you had mentioned that you had seen it a few times and have not really enjoyed it or just it wasn't your thing so explain well you know i i watched a little bit of it i'm i'm 
big into British comedy. I like Monty Python, you know, the Mighty Boosh, Benny Hill, guys, you know, that type of stuff I enjoy. Um, I just, you know, I never really got into it. I tried rewatching it, you know, in preparation for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching the one, like some of the stuff was kind of funny, like, you know, the situations he was in. Um, like I, I rewatched the one where he's at the pool and he's trying to go down the slide and the lifeguard yells at him. And then he decides he's going to go off the, the high dive mm-hmm. and he can't do it. And he's kind of just like sitting there and then maybe he'll go, maybe he won't. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like it's, and like the laugh track on it was driving me out of my goddamn mind. Like he didn't do anything like, Oh, here he is in his car. Everyone's laughing. Why? He's in a car. He didn't do anything. It's not funny. And then, I mean, there is a funny part at the end, like, when he falls into the, the pool, he gets pushed into the pool off to the high dive by these two kids, and, like, his his bathing suit comes off, and, like, some, like, toddler girl, like, picks it up and walks away with it, and so he's now trying to figure out how he can, you know, uh, you know, if he had just said, hey, come back with my goddamn swimsuit, and, like, said that to her or the parents, like, none of the situation would have happened, but does he speak? No. Um, and he's just he, it is kind of funny at the end though when he's like trying to hide like you know there's like some young girl that's that's working at the pool and like he goes to like kind of like run nonchalantly into the, the locker room but she comes around the corner he's able to hide and while he's hiding like the entire girls swim team comes out and he's like completely like exposing himself I mean not his fault but like you know, it's just a, a matter of circumstance, and it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, you know, I got the, how that could, you know, be a, like a wacky situation. But and then like, there's another part of that episode where he's sitting there and he's like, he's like on a lunch break, but like for some reason, like now all of a sudden he can speak, but he speaks in like a really weird. He's like, I'm on my lunch break. It's like, what the fuck? And like. And it does get a little bit funny, like, and, like, this guy's like, oh, yes, I'm enjoying my sandwich. And he starts, like, he has all these pockets, and he starts, like, he takes, like, a giant loaf of bread out and starts cutting it with scissors, and then uses a credit card to spread butter, which he's got, like, butter in his pocket, and then he's, he wants to make tea, and he's got, like, a hot water bottle that's got, like, a baby bottle in it. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, he puts lettuce in his sock and spins the sock around, then puts the lettuce on his sandwich. I'm like, so he's having a butter and lettuce sandwich, and I'm just like... And anchovies. Yeah, oh, yeah, he has a little fish, and he's, like, smashing the fish that are clearly not real. He's, like, smashing them on the, 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 the park bench, and it's just like... This seems like way more trouble than it's worth, and, like... It's excessive. It's I just I, and I remembered why I didn't really enjoy mm-hmm. the comedy. Like it was, it just wasn't my thing. Like if I was in a different frame of mind, you know, maybe if I was hanging out with Slagoth and we had a couple of uh, <laughs> snacks, you know, maybe I would enjoy it a little more. But uh, I just, it's not. That's why they make chocolate and vanilla. Right. That's what I told you earlier. And like, it's fine because, you know, you're not, you weren't a big fan of the movie that I watched. You know, my, one of my favorite films for Christmas. Um, 
but I mean, that's the whole point of why we do the show to like kind of expose ourselves yeah. to different uh, aspects and different characters. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to agree on all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, how about you, Ashes? I know this was your first time. Yes, this is my first exposure to Mr. Bean. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying comedy in general is always a hit or a miss for me. Um, Some things that are supposed to be funny, I just don't find funny at all. I find stupid. Um, And and British comedy is, is, for me, is like that. It's either a hit or a miss. I love absolutely fabulous and you know monty python and the mighty boosh um but some of it i don't know some of it's just not for me now watching mr bean and i told you this earlier there were parts that i thought were just absolutely stupid so (laughs) stupid i'm like this isn't funny at all like there's a laugh track going and this isn't funny Um, and however, however, there were parts where I'm like, oh my God, this is really funny. Like this whole situational thing. Um, I was telling the scene where he's at the beach (laughs) and he walks down all of these stairs Mm -hmm. and he has this little brief man swimsuit, um, very little swimsuit that he's trying to, yeah, pretty much a speedo, um, that he's trying to change into. And he starts to disrobe and then realize that there's somebody sitting right next to him, like somebody in a lawn chair just watching him like, dude, what are you doing? And rather than go and move someplace else Mm -hmm. to go get changed, um, he sits there and tries to put on his Speedo over his pants and then remove his pants. And... The facial expressions that he makes when trying to remove his trousers um, while squishing a certain (laughs) manly area (laughs) is rather comical. And I laughed a lot um, at that part. Um, And and like I said, there were some parts where I had to pause it because I was just giggling a little too much. Um, Kind of going off of what Patrick was saying, um, I did watch it uh, a few episodes after a couple of glasses of wine and they definitely got funnier. Uh, so that helped. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's all right. I under I can see the appeal yeah. of it. I can see why people enjoy it, yeah. but at the same time, I don't know. I have, I have mixed feelings yeah. about it. Got that. I understand that. And you know, totally respect both your opinions for me um growing up um my mom wasn't very much into television and um what you said or last week's episode where like your dad pays the bills you watch what your dad watches Mm -hmm. that was how it was in my household pbs channel 44 in massachusetts is what we always watched and a lot of it was british humor british comedy are you being served um keeping up with appearances um, there was like a uh, Judy Dench television show that we used to watch as well. Are you being served? Which is one of my absolute favorite British comedies. And um, so whatever we watched, I watched with my dad. And so Mr. Bean was 
always on for me when I was a kid and I don't remember um when I was exposed to it, it was pretty young, but like one of the episodes that I do remember vividly was the bathing suit episode. <laughs> and um, another episode where he's at the, um, oh, where is it? He's at the um, department store, like after he, um, he walks by like a musician and he's trying to, um, pay the musician but he doesn't have enough change or he doesn't want to break a big oh my god that part was brilliant (laughs) so he starts dancing and some lady gives him change so then he takes that change and gives it to the musician he takes out his hanger you know he's he really wants to pay the musician for you know the entertainment that he has provided while he's walking into the store and he has quite the conundrum because he only has like a credit card and large bills he doesn't have any change yeah so he takes out his handkerchief and puts it on the ground in front of him and just starts doing these really weird dance, dance moves, moves to the music that yeah. this guy is is playing. That's and fair. a lady walks by and throws some change onto his napkin. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, as soon as she finishes walking by, he picks up his napkin, throws it in the musician's <laughs> uh, little, you know bag and and walks away that's one of my favorite um skits that he does and then he's in the department store and he's you know flashing his american express card like it's like a privilege (laughs) yes it's like look i have money look i'm i have this elite card and like he's going (laughs) i remember when i was a kid i remember him he's looking at the bath towels and he's like Puts it on as a skirt. He says he puts it on a skirt, and then it's like he drops with it. it. Yep, he chops it. He's covering himself. I remember watching that, and I just lost my shit. Um, and and he goes on, and he's peeling a potato. <laughs> just Again, in the middle. Of that part was brilliant. He's in the home goods section, and he's looking at kitchen utensils, and he pulls out, he's looking at a peeler, and all of a sudden, he pulls a potato (laughs) out of his coat pocket, and starts peeling the potato in the middle of the store, and then realizes, no, that's not the peeler for him, (laughs) and then looks like, oh, there's another type of peeler, so grabs that one, and starts peeling the potato a little more, decides that, yes, that is the peeler (laughs) for him, puts the half-peeled potato potato back in his pocket and puts the peeler in his in his basket because he's going to make that purchase yeah he did the same thing with the frying pan and the fish (laughs) he goes over to these frying pans and he has you know um, all of these different sizes and he's looking and all of a sudden he pulls you know opens up his his coat and pulls out a fish and pulls out this small pan and slaps the fish in it (laughs) And clearly, nope, that pan is not big enough because that fish is hanging over the sides. So he puts the pan, the the fishy pan, back on the rack and grabs another one and and puts the fish in that one and the fish fits so he's like oh this is this is the pan for me and then puts the fish back in his jacket <laughs> his jacket is like a woman's purse you it's never- like mary poppins, poppins bag it, it just the things that come out of his uh jacket and we'll definitely talk more about it but um 
So those are like our exposures and our feelings. So Mr. Bean um, is a British sitcom by created by Atkins and Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis has done so many things uh, for four weddings and a funeral war horse. Um, he's very popular. You've probably seen a lot of his movies. I think he did love actually. I'm not really sure, but um this is actually their second creation and second time working with one another. Um, Atkinson and Curtis uh, both work with each other in a television show that Atkins was Atkinson was in Black At- Adder, which ran for a couple of years. So decided, oh, let's try this out. So the character of Mr. Bean was created by Atkinson while studying for his master's degree in electrical engineering what? at Oxford University. Yes, he has a master's in electronic electrical engineering, which is Well, it's like Dolph Lundgren has a degree in chemical engineering. Yeah. So he's yep. got a he's you just wouldn't think like what the fuck? Yeah, he has a couple of um a lot of degrees uh, Atkinson, which is just so random but so brilliant as well um he started this skit of uh, mr bean at uh and and okay i can't even say it and edinburgh um fr- edinburgh yes thank you edinburgh for a uh, fridge which is kind of like a sketch comedy festival that they have every year and um so in i believe in 1987 in quebec canada Atkinson decided he wanted to do this performance, see what he could get out of it. So the programmer who was coordinating it was going to put him in an English program. And he was like, no, 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 I'm going to do French. Like, put me in the French. Atkinson didn't know how to speak French. So he decided to do everything physical comedy. And the response that he got was so overwhelming that he decided, you know, I don't need to speak words i don't need to say anything i can just use physical comedy to get my message out and so that is how um, mr bean kind of adapted and kind of started growing and they didn't um the name of mr bean didn't get decided until the pilot they were going to call him mr cauliflower they were kind of working around with a few (laughs) names of like what should we do and um so Atkinson has cited that the early comedy character Monsieur Hulot, created by a French comedian and director Jack Tati, was the influence of the character. He used a lot of silent films, a lot of um, comedians during that time. Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton was some of his influence because if you've seen any of the episodes, Mr. Bean doesn't talk a lot. He uses... His, you know, he puts himself in these, you know, normal situations and he just goes, he thinks out of the box to resolve some of his solutions. And when he does talk, he kind of just like mumbles and he speaks very like in a low tone and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really interact. And so I have a theory about that. Yes. We can talk about later, but I have yeah. a theory about that. So um, the uh, Mr. Bean, uh, Atkinson, and Curtis created this television show that started from January 1st of 1992, December 15th, 1995. So there's about 15 episodes. There's some bits that he's had um, 
a lot of the episodes kind of are gradually introduced every couple of months. I think there were probably holiday specials, one-off sketches. So Mr. Bean, um, the title character, um, is a childish buffoon who... I thought you were going to say bastard. (laughs) He's a bastard. Um, Atkinson calls him a child in a grown man's body. So I'm thinking that theory that you're going to talk about ashes is is he extraterrestrial? Yeah, Mr. Bean is an alien. <laughs> so um, yeah, like look at the opening of every episode. Yeah, well, well that, that, that's the big thing. That's like the big, you know. But <laughs> excuse me, his actions and uh, and we can totally get into this later. Yeah, we, but like, no, we can talk his, about it now. It's actually it's a good time to really okay. So the fact that he has a very limited vocabulary. The fact that his voice is kind of weird. It's almost like, um, a, a, not like an imitation, but almost like a, crap, Patrick, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, simulation. Not not even simulation, but like almost like, you know, when you exacerbate something, like. You make it worse? Like <laughs> Exaggerate? Exa- yes, yes. It's- <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we weren't good on this show. We it's, it's, an, it's an exaggeration of yeah. Call, call Batman. What I, I what, need words. Basically, it would be like um, it's like okay, this is what we have observed. Exactly, and yeah. this is how we think things are. But like, you don't no, watch that's, real that's, people like you're watching TV. Yeah, you that's it. exactly it, and that's why I feel like you know. So you know how he speaks when he speaks, um, his actions. You know how he deals with things. It's like how he thinks humans deal with certain situations, but um, you know, or how you know they think that that's how people act. That's how people react to certain things. It's not, which is why it's so weird. Yeah, it's but like it's he like, grew up without any social norms and social interactions, <laughs> yeah. and that like he's just an adult. You know, like the 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 part I was talking about where his <clears throat> he's like. Oh, I see these kids sliding down these elephant slides into the pool. Mm-hmm. That looks fun. I'm going to try it. Right, exactly. Because I see people doing it, not because I see children. Like, he doesn't differentiate. Yeah. It's, uh, it reminds me a lot of um, the movie with, again, Karen Allen and uh, Jeff Bridges, Starman, where he's an alien and, you know, he picks up things. Like, they're he's driving and he... Uh, like they're driving and the light turns yellow and he floors it and flies through, almost gets into an accident. She's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I learned to drive by watching you. Red light, stop. Green light, go. Yellow light, go very fast. Yeah. Um, so it's really funny is because I, when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, he's such an alien. And my dad was like, no, well, you know, we always through Even now we have like um, discussions if Mr. Bean is an alien or not. And a lot of the opening scenes or the opening credits, you know, he he's dropped down from a beam. He's dropped down to the ground. And sometimes if you watch a lot more of the episodes where they kind of separate part one and part two. And unfortunately, Hulu didn't really do a good job. Um, Maybe Amazon does it. But if you don't get a chance to see it through there and get like DVDs, um, they see him get sucked back up from that beam as well. And oh, so, really? So, and so they didn't see that part. Yeah, so but they, they take it, it sucks with like streaming. They don't show the entire thing. So, 
But that's what kind of turned me. I'm like, why would he, he? He just like falls. Yeah. Falls out of the sky. Yeah. And there's this spotlight that's very similar to a beam. Yeah. You know, uh, alien craft beam. And what I was trying to say earlier is he's a hyperbole yeah. of human behavior. Yeah. And, and that. Per- ca- perfect example. But yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, so it's like he's, he's acting the way that he thinks he's observing mm-hmm. people act. Yeah. Um, like he's seen he's seen things, but he doesn't really have the context mm-hmm. in which to put it. Yeah. Right. And in, in his um it's almost like he's trying to be inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to blend in. Yeah. And you know, which is why like he will observe some you, you will see in several episodes he will observe somebody do something and then he will mimic it. Yep. And Well it's 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 like the, the scene with um that I was talking about earlier where um, <clears throat> he's figuring out how to make a sandwich. Like he's making a sandwich, but he's using scissors to cut mm-hmm. bread. Yeah. It's like, I know this tool is used for cutting, but you don't use this tool yeah. in order to cut, you know, bread. Like there are other yes. tools that you would use. Yeah, or yes. he's grinding up peppercorns by putting them, putting peppercorns into his handkerchief and then smashing it yeah. with a shoe. Yeah. Um, Atkinson has acknowledged that Mr. Bean has, quote-unquote, an alien aspect to him. In the animated series, which I have not seen, but I've heard really good things, Double Trouble, which is the episode, he is taken inside a spaceship, spacecraft, sorry, with aliens who look exactly like him, even having his own plush toys. In obvious homage, the aliens sent him back home in a beam of light with the same music from the television series whether bean is um, extraterrestrial is still unclear but to discuss with a lot of like the mimicking um on youtube uh in england they do this comic relief kind of to raise money and they like do like funny skits yeah i heard about yeah and um in 2015, on the 25th anniversary of celebrating Mr. Bean, um, Atkinson did a skit where he's at a funeral and where he's really kind of mimicking how to be in a funeral, how to like pay your respects, how to like mimic other people around him. Like, obviously, Atkinson's a little bit older. He's 65 currently, or 62, one of those numbers. And he sees people, like, paying their respects, trying to... He sees someone goes up to the coffin, bows, and goes to the other side, and he... They, like, kiss the person on their cheek and hugs the person. So, um, Mr. Bean goes up, bows, just, like, not gently bow. He just exact uh, exaggerates the bow, and he goes over and makes out with the lady who's in grieving. And he sees a little girl putting flowers on the coffin. He puts his candy on the coffin as a respect. And he realizes at like towards the end, he's at the wrong funeral. (laughs) (laughs) So then he goes back to he gets back in his car and he goes to the right funeral, realizing he forgot his candy. So then he's sneaking back to the original funeral and like grabbing the candy like but he's like crawling on hands and knees trying to escape. And people are like, are you serious? So you do see that a lot throughout the series where um Mr. Bean is just mimicking, and I definitely agree. He has some alien form in him, and it's it's just funny. And 
I don't know how many episodes you guys got to, but I know that you guys got to the holiday episode. Yes. So episode number seven, which is Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean, which is absolutely my favorite episode, mainly because this is what I watch with my dad every single year. And um, so Ashes? I was like, it was definitely um, of the episodes that I watched. Mm-hmm. It was definitely my favorite of what I mm-hmm. watched so far. Um, I thought it was great. I love how it's broken into segments. Yeah. And all, at the end, like you find that all of the segments kind of intertwine. Yeah. Like all of these stories come together at, at the end. Um, Which is really sad because they definitely deleted the seed. Not to, I mean, to interject, but like there is a scene that is missing, which um, you can watch on YouTube where it definitely collides with the turkey seed. Oh, really? Yes. Um, So we'll we'll break up the scenes and I'll put that in before we talk about the last seed. But um, do you want to... Go through it first, or oh, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll follow you. So, um, obviously, opening credit is Mr. Bean. Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. And so, Mr. Bean, in a lot of the episodes, if you watch it, he's a horrible driver. Yes, and so he definitely shows that in the first first scene. He is driving to Harold's, which is like a Macy's over here in the United States, and he. This is actually probably my favorite favorite part of the film i mean film uh, episode so he goes in and he's doing christmas shopping kind of and he goes into the department store after he pulls santa's beard the fake santa's beard and he sees ornaments and he's trying to decide oh which one i should get he drops one and it bounces he drops one and it breaks and he's like oh i'm just gonna take the the bouncy one and walks off so he's walking off and he's looking around and he definitely has some sort of ADHD because, you know, he sees something shiny and he just mm-hmm. he di- he digress and he he turns around and he goes and he sees lights and he's like, oh, I need to test the lights to make sure that they work. So he goes and he finds <laughs> finds an outlet. He pulls whatever is the outlet out of it and he puts the lights in. Well, he shuts off the d- complete outside display of Harold's which you know it just like the whole building is light up for Christmas and it's boom black as night and then he puts back the Christmas light and he's like okay I'm very happy I'm very happy he goes to the register and obviously Mr. Bean decides to just walk away he sees um, kind of a I can't say it right Nav- Navity display. Nativity. Nativity display and <laughs> oh my god that was my favorite that, part that was my favorite that's my favorite so obviously he see we're seeing mr bean's hands and he's at the nativity set and you know he's kind of like what kids do they play role-playing with um the action figures and he's you know baby jesus is in the middle and all these different little toys are like screaming coughing and he's like shh and shh and like a herd of sheep comes by and he's you know he's they're trying to shush the sheep shush the sheep and then next thing you know a truck comes in bad (laughs) he takes a toy (laughs) truck and the truck backs up and he goes a beep 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 and then all the sheep get in the truck (laughs) and then there's a 
you know and then randomly a fucking t-rex <laughs> comes out of nowhere there's a motherfucking t-rex <laughs> motherfucking t-rex so he gets he gets some tanks to sh- kill it and he gets the <laughs> the darlac from doctor who to shoot it down and so then finally a helicopter quote-unquote picks up baby jesus and brings it to like a barbie display with like a bathroom and a bed and you know the parents are over there and they're you know blessing and the next thing you know so you see this cop figure comes by and is like <clears throat> and mr bean's like what that's not mine and he looks up and it's the cashier who's kind of like what the fuck are you doing idiot and hands him his bag and mr bean's just like oh my god i gotta get out of here gotta get out of here and i love that scene like that that dinosaur is the best part <laughs> motherfucking like sheep and then all of a sudden dinosaur and the nativity scene yes. it's great and so you go in and Mr. Bean is, you know, holiday shopping and he sees this kid who's pickpocketing around these um, these audience who's listening to this band play. And he makes he like, you know, teaches the kid lesson like you need to give back. And so then he gives the um, the money and all the goods back to the conductor of the band. And next thing you know, the conductor of the band hands him the instrument and so next thing you know mr bean is the conductor of the band and playing holiday music and the guy comes back and mr bean's like okay i'm off to go and he decides to take a fucking tree down because all the trees that he wants are taken so he gets the biggest tree the christmas tree the display that's in like their little town hall and he drives off with it (laughs) and so Oh, wait, no, and I'm missing the part with his girlfriend. Yes. You want to talk about that one? So Mr. Bean has a lady friend. Irma. And they are walking by a jewelry display. And she stops and she sees the display of nice, shiny engagement rings. And there is a picture, um, like like an artist picture in the back of a couple happy getting engaged and she just points at at the picture and points at the rings and just just gets all giddy and happy and just <laughs> and just smiles at Mr. Bean who in return smiles back and yeah. kind of gives her like a nod and stuff and she thinks oh my god he's going to buy me a ring he's going to propose this christmas he's going to put a ring on it and then we revisit that later on in the episode. Yes. <laughs> and so there is a deleted scene, which so sucks that there's it's deleted, but you can see it on YouTube where um, it kind of correlates with the next episode. So Mr. B, there's like a turkey weighing kind of contest. So like people have to guess that like the the butcher gives them the turkey and they have to figure out what's the weight of it. So Mr. Bean, he's up next. He's trying to think of like, I really want this turkey. I don't want to have to pay for it. What am I going to do? So Mr. Bean is given the turkey. What's not known to us that Mr. Bean is on top of a scale, like a, you know, like a scale for the bathroom. He's on top of the scale, weighing himself and the turkey. He gives the turkey back. The, The chef looks away he pulls out a calculator and he's calculating his weight to what the weight he got from the turkey and him 
and he puts the exact number 14.456 or something like that and the butcher's like are you fucking kidding me he guessed it correctly and so mr bean gets a free turkey and so that he gets to his car he just throws the turkey in like the trunk and then walks away so and it's just it's a funny scene because like who the fuck would just go get a scale it just like do that no is that the turkey that's in the next scene yes it is okay. it's the same turkey so that turkey looks like it weighs way more than 14 <laughs> i was pounds. gonna say that oh, well it's 14 ki- uh kilograms 14 stone 14 stone so in the last uh last segment of the episode mr bean is throwing like a christmas party for him and his lady fan a uh, fan friend and so he's you know, getting these um, little nutcrackers or, or some sort of like, I can't even, he's like, he's tampering with like these um, kind of like, um, they're not rockets. They're like party poppers or something like that. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> and he decides, oh, I'm just going to take all the ones that make the party pop and like six into one so that they can like explode. So he decides, okay, I got to start the turkey. And so he's stuffing this huge ass turkey that's probably bigger than him. He's stuffing it. He loses his digital watch. So he goes in and he's looking and, he, and he's like, I'm looking for my watch. Yes, he's looking for his watch. And, you know, he's like, I got to look for this watch. This is like his prized possession. He gets the fucking turkey stuck on his head, which. <laughs> I've seen it happen once before on another television show. Uh, yeah, I thought I you were going to say real life. Friends, play, friends paid friends, homage to that scene. Yes, they did. Um, with the tur- wearing the turkey on the head, but and they're actually uh, Funko is coming out with oh Funko Pops of Mr. Bean, and one of the Funkos I believe is Mr. Bean with um, Teddy, his teddy bear, teddy. and the other one is Mr. Bean with the turkey on his head. I am going to get those, and so. You know, he's freaking out. He's got a turkey on his head. Next thing you know, there's knocking on the door and it's um, Irma, his lady friend. And he's like, oh, fuck, you know. So he's throwing a towel over his head. He's preventing her from seeing the turkey on his head. And, you know, she's coming in and she's, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's so nice being here. She's like looking at the area and. He's trying to find ways to get the turkey off his head. And um, she collapses with a bottle of wine in hand. I'm surprised the wine didn't break. Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, my God, bottle of wine. You can't break that. And she collapses from the faint of seeing him with the turkey. And then it cuts to them hours later with all sorts of props on the bed trying to remove the turkey. Finally, she, she um, ties the turkey to a tank and she throws the tank out the window and the turkey comes off the head off his head so excuse me (laughs) i'm looking for my wall (laughs) (laughs) i love him um but ashes this is one of your favorite parts so in anticipation of her christmas present which she thinks is a proposal you know, she sees him reaching down and it looks like he's reaching into his pocket to pull out a gift. And she gets very, very animated and very giddy. And he pulls out a very flat, very square, 
wrapped gift and she's like oh okay because this is not the little box that she was expecting Mm -hmm. so she unwraps it Mm -hmm. and it is the picture the (laughs) artist picture of the couple getting engaged (laughs) from the jewelry display um and she's very uh pissed off and then he's uh mr bean's like oh no 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 pulls out a ring box so she thinks oh no this is my present now like this this is the proposal she opens the ring box guys it is a little you know like the little screws with the hooks to hang pictures on that's what's in there it is a screw with a hook to hang up the picture and she gets pissed and she's getting ready to like stir- and and he's like explaining to her he's like no no he takes the picture and then puts the hook on it and he's like see <laughs> just like oh my god he definitely god. screwed her over with that <laughs> and it's just that was one of my favorite scenes and then she storms off and he's all upset so he's like he takes the uh party popper next thing you know he pops it pops it and before we get to the last scene i remember i missed another scene where he is it the stocking scene well that that that'll be the last two that's the last one but there was one that i did miss where he is at home and it's like christmas eve and he's getting ready for you know relaxation he's drinking wine eating truffles and next thing you know, there's Christmas carolers outside. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. So he turns his chair around. He drinks his wine, eats truffles. No, he's He opens the door, door. to these happy, shiny children's faces yep. singing carols. And then he's like, oh, you know, listening. And he, you can tell he's starting to doze off because he tends to doze off sometimes. And he grabs the box of truffles. He's smiling. He's happy. You think the asshole is going to give him some them truffles. He shuts the door on them. Yeah, he slams the door. <laughs> he's like getting ready to doze off. He's in this nice like little like wine coma with some chocolate. Happy belly. Dozing off. Children singing. He's like, oh, fuck. I'm falling asleep. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> and slams the door on the children. <laughs> and I think it's how... Doesn't he do it with his foot, too? Yes, he does. He, he just slams, slams the door with his, with his foot. foot. And it was how he did it that was just so funny. Like, it's not even just like a, I'm closing the door on you. It's I am fucking kicking the door <laughs> shut. Get out of my face. Yep. And that's I, I, I can't believe I forgot that because that was one of my favorite funny moments as well. And then at the very end, it is Christmas Day. Ashes, you could take this one. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So before he goes to bed, he hangs a little stocking for the little mouse next to the mouse hole. He hangs... A slightly larger stocking, and by stocking, it's not like what we Americans view as stockings. It's like legit socks, these colored socks. So there's a slightly larger sock stocking for <coughs> Teddy, his bear, and then there is a even larger stocking sock for for him that he you know hangs them both um, on the on the fireplace and goes to bed. You're and missing one more stocking. Missing one more stocking? Yeah, for the little mouse. Oh, I said the little mouse oh, in the beginning. Yeah, she yeah. said that at the beginning. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. So it's Christmas morning, and he's so excited, and he wakes up, and he clearly sees that Santa has come. And so he checks the little mouse's stocking, and it's a little piece of cheese. 
that he immediately puts on the mouse trap outside of the mouse hole. Meow. <laughs> and he starts meowing. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. <laughs> Come um, out and play. And then he checks Mr. Bear's or Teddy's uh, stocking and it's these two buttons that he immediately puts like pops into the bear for eyes and now Mr. Bear can see and he's so excited because Mr. Bear has eyes. I don't know why I call him Mr. Bear. Teddy. Teddy now has eyes and it's just the greatest thing ever and I think because I'm a teddy bear lover I love that part so much like that part really made me laugh. I was also like two glasses deep. So, um, but <laughs> that part really made me laugh. And then the next part, uh, he goes and he checks his stocking and inside of it is the match for the sock. <laughs> so now he has a pair of yep. socks. Christmas socks. That's fancy. <laughs> you know, and we, <laughs> Teddy plays a huge role in his, in a lot of his episode, Teddy is basically his like only friend, which is it's cute. He um, later on in some of the episodes you guys haven't seen where he actually enters Teddy into like a dog contest and actually wins. Really? <laughs> yep. Teddy wins. Um, he's at a hotel with Teddy. He brings Teddy to a hotel with him like to enjoy the seaside. He accidentally decapitates Teddy. <laughs> How do you accidentally tr- decapitate he, someone? He shuts the door. The head pops <clears throat> off. Um, he uses Teddy as a tool, like a paintbrush, because his paintbrush broke. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to use Teddy. So he's um, paintbrushing the entire um, apartment is with Teddy and then decides, oh, I'm just going to get dynamite and blow up the entire paint can to decorate <laughs> the entire hotel or his... his um, uh, bedroom, his living room, and everything, and you know Teddy is such a frequent guest on the show, as well as Mr. Bean's rival, which I they play a lot in the beginning of the couple of the episodes and later on, where Mr. Bean has like a, an arch nemesis where who's in a blue car and he follow he anytime he's on the road he sees the blue car and he's chasing after the blue car to kind of like. You know, get revenge for whatever happens. I know it's explained in the animated series. I haven't seen it yet, but he and the blue car will kind of race each other. And so obviously Mr. Bean always loses because he can't catch up to the blue car. Um, And tee off Mr. Bean. Um, Mr. Bean had lost his car. His car got demolished by a tank. What? (laughs) Yes. It's a good That happens. And so he's walking in the rain and it's like the next episode. He's walking in the rain and the blue car stops to kind of like pick him up. Like, it's okay. Come with me. And Mr. Bean's like, fuck off. I'm not getting in the car. Um, I guess we find out later on that that guy who's in the blue car in the animated series like bullies him. And it's fuck you bullies. But anyways, you know, Mr. Bean is a huge influence. Um in a lot of people's lives he's a you know some people like him some people don't for me he's a huge part of my childhood um and roman Atkin, or atkinson was gonna retire the character 
after so many years, but then in realizing, you know, he's such a huge part of his career and a lot of people's lives and, and he keep, he's never going to retire the character, which is great. And to close off, um, if you have any streaming services, Amazon, YouTube, Hula, you can watch a lot of his episodes and, um, one clip that I definitely would like you all to see is in 20, uh, 2012 at the London Olympics. Um, uh, it was held in London. And so they got Mr. Bean involved in one of like the skits they did. And so he's with the London Symphony Orchestra and they're playing Chariot of Fire, which is a famous film in England. And here too in here as well and he's part of the um band he's just he plays like this um synth and he's just pressing one button and he is taking a selfie that you know this proud moment he's in a tux he's so excited he sneezes and his hand is all covered in like sneeze guts and so he's sneeze guts (laughs) guts. that's new and so he's trying to wipe his hand but he doesn't want to let go of the keyboard so he's he grabs an umbrella out of fucking nowhere goes to his backpack pulls a um a tissue and so you know he starts to doze off which is something mr bean always says he starts to doze off he's reliving as he's a part of the famous chariot of fire scene where they're all running across the beach and you know he's at the lead and all his all the members in his team are catching up and next thing you know he, Mr. Bean is at the very tail end he's like are you fucking kidding me I gotta beat this guy he's beating me up so he finds a car gets in a car with a cab driver goes ahead of the team and he trips over the person who beat him in the front of the the um, race and he wakes up and he's realizing, oh, my God, I just slept through this whole entire orchestra for like the queen and the majesty. He's waking up. He's like, oh, my God. And then he has this big solo. And it's it's a really funny scene. It's about eight minutes long on YouTube. But um, and if you want, he has two films out there. Mr. Bean, he's in California with um, Whistler's Mother's Painting. And then Mr. Bean on Holiday, don't really like that one. Mr. Bean, the ultimate disaster movie, which came out in 1997, I believe, is a good one. So plenty of Mr. Bean. If you like Mr. Bean, let me know. Drop off a episode that you like. But So happy holidays. Watch Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. You'll enjoy it. It'll get bring you the ch- cheer you up. So we're going to take a break. We are going to... Wrap things up. Are we having science facts and everything, folks? I think we're foregoing most of our usual closing stuff. Okay. To promote. Okay. I was not aware. I was not at that team meeting. Oh but God. anyways, let's go to break and we will wrap this up.
Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> Patrick impression. Oh no, I think I think Patrick does the worst Patrick impression. I just wanted to do it because he always does it. Um, so I'm gonna try to time this so we could hear. He's no, that's not it. Um, so before we we actually do have stuff, just just kidding. If you were just kidding, guys, just kidding. Some of us. Apparently, I was at a different meeting. Christmas trick. I was trick. Christmas trip. We do have a special email. Ooh. I am going to read that. Yes. I, that's why I was prepping. Do you have the email ready? Yeah. Okay. So we have a lovely... What? You just shut off your mic. Did I really? No. There you go. You're like, <laughs> we couldn't hear you. You're like, you're like hi. Um, <laughs> we have a wonderful email. Patsy's <laughs> going to read it. Are you done being an asshole? Nope. He's never done being an asshole. <laughs> okay. Come on now. That was it. Oh, my God. Please read the lovely email from our wonderful listener, First Time Mike. All right. So this is uh, a Christmas wish. (laughs) A Christmas wish from First Time Mike. Too much eggnog, huh? Not enough. Greetings and salutations when the holidays strike. Here is some verse from that dare guy, First Time Mike. In this, the merriest of seasons, I wish you all the best of gifts for this reason. For Patsy, I wish much science and sharks, full of non sequiturs and sideways snarks. <laughs> for Ashes, I wish a wealth of wine and song, and telling Patsy that he is wrong. For Agent Nicole, I wish a sharp dressed British fellow under the mistletoe waiting to say hello. <laughs> for Johnny, I wish a sumptuous feast. Of delicious veggies, not beasts. For everyone listening, your heart's desire and your family's delight. Whatever holiday you will hold dear in your heart, all the best to you and your family and friends for a start. But in this age we are in, aren't we all kind of kin? Now from fabled Milwaukee, the good land by the lake, first time Mike says happy holidays. Now I have oh so much to bake. So very nicely done. Uh, Thank you, first, first time, time Mike. 
I better get a British fella under the mistletoe. That was very sweet and clever. Yes, that was wicked. So thank clever. you so much. Thank you. Greatly appreciated. We always That's the like- only poem we've ever gotten. Ever. Yeah. I was just rhyming on what you oh, said. Oh, you're trying to... Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you did there. I was there. trying to keep going there. <laughs> not as not as smooth as first time Mike. Yeah. Well, it'll come back to me like riding a bike. Someone shut off his mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't shut off Patsy's mic. I'm not that mean like some people are. Um, so, Patsy, do you have a science fact? I do, and I decided... Uh, in the last five seconds that we decided that we are in fact doing science facts that uh, <clears throat> uh, we're going to forgo the music though because yeah. you know we we didn't uh, somebody told Wolfie the wrong information we're not sure who we're still investigating there's a probably Nicole we think his name might be Patrick yeah that doesn't seem right yeah. uh, so I looked up fun mouse facts for kids <laughs> Yes. So I will uh, just read a couple of these real quick because uh, we played the song and everybody sang along with the totally incorrect lyrics. But uh, we'll get to the basics. A mouse, or plural mice, is a small mammal from the rodent order of animals, in case you were unaware. There are more than 30 known species of mice. Yeah. They like to run up and down your back with their cold little feet. (laughs) In the wild, mice are herbivores that eat all kinds of fruit and grains from plants. Mice tails grow as long as their bodies. And they're all cold and scaly. Mice are not scaly. (laughs) Their tails are. A mouse eats 15 to 20 times a day. Therefore, they usually build their homes close to food sources, tending to only travel up to eight M's from their burrows to find food. I don't know if that's miles or meters or months. Mops. I don't think mop is a unit of distance. (laughs) Micrograms. Yeah. Well, that would be UG. Oh, that's right. It would be milligrams. Microliters. Um... Because they have so many predators, mice usually only live for about six months in the wild. As a pet, they can live for up to two years. And in 1928, Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse was the first mouse character to be used in children's cartoons and animation. That's the only mouse I could tolerate. Mouse characters have remained popular since then, such as Speedy (laughs) Gonzalez, Jerry from Tom and Jerry, and Stuart Little. So... You don't like any of those oh, other yeah. mouses? I do like those other mouses. I could tolerate the other three. What about Trixie and Dixie? No. I hate Mises to pieces. Ugh. You know what I'm talking about. They were like a. Uh, it was like a. It was a Hanna Barbera thing that was kind of oh like a God, ripoff. I, I remember of Tom that. And Jerry like, and yeah. the cat always yelled, "I, I hate, hate Mises to, to pieces. pieces." That was his thing because there were two of them. It was Trixie and Dixie. Ugh. I forget the cat's name, but he was kind of like, uh, he reminded me a lot of Snagglepuss, but <clears throat> anyway, what about the mice from, uh, Cinderella? Do <laughs> you hate them too? What yes. about them? Are they all right? Oh my, oh my God. God. What about Ratatouille? 
Wait. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. You are ratsist. <laughs> are you done? <sighs> are you done, Mouse, over there? I think so. Okay. Ashes, let's go down, take a stroll down your lovely vineyard. So, the end of November, I actually attended a fall festival at the Red Apple Farm in, I think it's in Phillipston, Massachusetts. I it was Templeton. For a second, I thought you were going to say Philippines. Yes, it's in the Philippines. I went to a fall festival at an apple farm in the Philippines because, you know, I have nothing else better to do. Um, Templeton, Philipston, I believe that's all like. See, I've only been to that place like twice. Um, And at this fall festival, they had a lot of like local places. So um, they had people there who were selling. Uh, like honey and stuff because like from I forget is it like an apiary yes beekeeping is yes a- okay so yes um, people that are selling you know uh, there's no apes there no no uh, but there's bees uh, how many bees I got on my face <laughs> uh, all of them oh you can count with your butt okay um so anyways, there were a lot of really cool, small, local places uh, kind of like peddling their wares. Um, so I bought some honey from the local apiary. Yum. And uh, there were some food places with some stuff to try. Yum. And there was a vineyard there doing oh. wine tastings. And I got so excited. And my, actually, my sister saw the sign first. And she was like, Ashley. It's like, what? She's like. There's free wine tastings here. I'm like, I am so glad I came. Um, so the winery doing it is called uh, Hardwick Vineyard and Winery. It is located out of Hardwick, Massachusetts. Now, I tried. I pretty much sampled whatever they gave me. They're like, oh, do you want to try this? Yes. Yes, I do. You want to try this? Uh, yes. Yes, oh, I do. Excuse me, miss. That's the spit bucket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, so they have some very interesting wines. Interesting in the sense that they actually have a white wine that is infused with pumpkin Ooh. and has like a light pumpkin spice flavor to it. It was weird because they served it. It's a white wine, so they served it chilled. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good, though, but it. It was interesting. So um, pumpkin spice wine. Talk about white girl wasted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the record, that was the first time I've ever used that phrase. Like, OMG. That's the last time should ever use that phrase. LOL. Hashtag oh, my God. Friend. Tiffany with an I that's dotted with a smiley face. That is hashtag funny. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> so, anyways, I tried this one wine that just kind of rocked my socks off. It was very different. It was red. Shocker, I know. Um, and I had a sip of it uh, because I was. I, I got to the point where I was actually sharing. Um, <laughs> I was sharing tasting wines with my mom because she was afraid that if she drank too many of the samples that she was going to get drunk and she had to drive home. Aww. And I was like, mom, you can't Your get... Your mom a lightweight. Oh, no, she is. After like one white wine spritzer, she's like, woo, 
um so i was i told her i'm like well if you want i can i can split the samples that i get with you so you can try more wines so i took one for the team um but anyway so we tried one it's called bay state blueberry it is red wine with blueberries and let me tell you it was delicious so this blend of red wine and blueberries is a perfectly balanced, semi-dry red wine with aromas of fresh blueberries and plum. Its medium-bodied profile is a beautiful combination of soft tannins and vibrant fruit. Like, it was very jammy. Which <laughs> I'm going to go home and put on my jammies. Kitties have jammy. It was a pajama jammy um, jam. <laughs> so no, it has like a very jammy aftertaste. However, it's also dry, which appeals to to my taste. And mm, I ended nothing up like dry jam. <sighs> Can you stop? <laughs> Shut up. Let um, her speak. It has a very dry aftertaste, which I like. It appeals to my taste, mm-hmm. but it also had that very fruity aftertaste as well. It almost tasted like. A Merlot, and this is going to sound weird, but bear with me. A Merlot mixed with blueberry juice. Mm. It's weird to explain, but it's delicious. And they served it chilled. I think I would probably try drinking it um, just room temperature. I think that might help um, the flavors a little bit. Uh, they recommend that you drink it chilled, but you know, you, you, you drink your wine, however you want to drink it. Um, so I bought a bottle because I thought that it would, um, I thought that Patrick would like it as well because it would play to, he, he likes more of the sweeter profile mm-hmm. of, of wines and we haven't opened it up yet, but, uh, we definitely will. So if you are interested in checking out this vineyard and the wines that they offer, you can go to www.hardwickwinery.com. That is H A R D W I C K W I N E R Y. Dot com. Wow, um, Batman didn't have to help. I know. It's a miracle. Um, and they'll actually, uh, if you're looking for places to purchase this as well, they will actually give you locations around Massachusetts where that uh, carry this specific yeah. brand. So, Bay State Blueberry, Hardwick Vineyard and Winery. If you're interested, definitely look it up. It's good stuff. Awesome, awesome. I definitely would like to get some. So for the Agent Nicole Files, I am talking about another Netflix show because, you know, I Netflix and chill in my bed. Um, anyway, so a, a new show came out on November 22nd called Godless, which is a Western. Me, I am not a big Western fan, but from the premise of the show and what I've seen and I've finished the show completely, I've come to become a fan of Westerns. Um, created by Scott Frank, who has written a walk along Tombstones, The Lookout, The Wolverine, and Logan. He created this television, sh- uh, this miniseries, which I hope they may have a second season. A notorious outlaw and his gang track down his traitorous partner to an isolated mining town governed by mainly women, which is pretty badass. Um, it has Jack O'Con- uh, O'Connell, who's from England. He's a big star in England. Um, Michelle Dockery, woohoo, Downton Abbey, Scoot McCann. Mc- 
McNanny. McNary. McNary, thank you. Uh, Jeff Daniels and Sam Watterson, they actually got him out of retirement to be in the show. Scoot McNary should marry uh, Imogene Poots, and then he could be Scoot Poots. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking random. Scoot and Poot and Boogie. (laughs) Hi, my name is Scoot Poots. (laughs) Sounds like what happens when your dog drags his ass across the carpet. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> um, wow, thanks, Patsy. Just had to interject. Um, it's an eight-episode, yeah, eight-episode uh, miniseries, Netflix. This is the first Netflix miniseries that they put out. It is really good. Um, it's it's a slow burn, which, you know, anytime you're into a new show or just trying to get into a new show, it's always a slow burn. Um but it's it does it did really change my idea of westerns. I'm not a really big western fan, obviously. But um, Scott Frank kind of played with a lot of the cliche western stereotypes. But he took it to a new spin, and having this whole town be filled with powerful women, women with different stories of how they got there, and women from all sorts of life and trying to take over the men's job after the men have disappeared or been killed. And it's so damn good. Uh, Jeff Daniels as the antagonist is really... He's an excellent actor. He's an excellent actor. He gave me the fucking creeps. The way he plays, um, obviously an outlaw, but he does a lot of preaching, which I'm not into all that religious talk but the way he does it it just gives you the heebie-jeebies yeah and it was it was really he performed wonderfully michelle dockery who i'm a huge fan of she's in a lot of she's a british import coming into america and she's really holding out her own she's phenomenal all this all the women on this show is phenomenal so it's only eight episodes about 45 to an hour long episodes so take a chance take a look and um that's all i got for agent nicole files please 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 um uh follow us on our facebook page third on thursday follow us on twitter at patrick ray hall at miss one nightmare at nick tompkins um we still have our throwdown thursday charitable um event going on first annual throwdown for charity throwdown for charity i'm sorry this is the first time i speak about it um you know we have pictures up of the prizes uh some of them uh you have until night of christmas to show that you care <laughs> sorry that sounded really bad <laughs> show that you care no show that you you know you're doing good shit hashtag do good shit and you know spread some joy it's the time of time to spread love spread happiness do good shit um send us a picture send us a receipt you'll be entered to win any of our amazing um prize boxes that um, we've created wonderful donations from our lovely friends, Steve on Samsung. Um, Amber Fallon has donated a few things. So please 
do good stuff, spread the holiday cheer, and you all out there have a wonderful holidays. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays to all. Happy holidays, everybody, and next week we have a special guest the youngest guest in the history of throwdown thursday so we go from rated r to pg-13 yeah we got to keep it clean next week guys because uh, if we don't we might get in trouble might get fired yeah no, yeah no, no, no. our boss's kid is gonna be on the show <laughs> i know that sounds really weird <laughs> Um. Yeah, we have a, a special guest. Uh, his name is Maddie Berg. Maddie, don't call me Steven Spiel Berg. Um, he is 13 years old, and he occasionally accompanies uh, Dr. Eric Berg, the vice president of our company, to work. And he and Patrick are kindred spirits. Yes. <laughs> and Patrick was talking to him about our podcast one day and Maddie Berg expressed sincere interest in being on the show. So sincere that Patrick was asked him, he was like, Hey, do do you want to be on the show? I asked his dad for permission. Yes. And because, uh, we will be recording on a night that is not a school night because he is on Christmas vacation. He is going to Skype in, and we are going to talk about Kirby, the little cartoon guy. The little dude from Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah, so... So if you're going to send any voicemails or emails, keep it G. Well, just for that episode. Yeah, for that episode. No, do whatever you want. Don't change who you are. You won't get fired. <laughs> we might no, get we fired. Will. Um, so, no, it should be a really cool, really fun, kind of like a outside-the-box episode for, for us anyways, yeah. um, you know, giving us a chance to kind of, you know, delve into other territories. Things. Yeah, territories. Um, and then the following week, we are going to do our... 2017 wrap up uh it'll be the first episode of the new year and what a better way to start it off than talk about some of our favorites from 2017 nicole is going to do a freestyle wrap up now <laughs> wicka, wicka, wicka. no on the word paying attention no i never do when you talk i wasn't talking this lady ow. was ow that was a napkin that was a napkin. You are so mean. This, this this doesn't mean West Side. This means wine. Wine side. Wine. <laughs> Ashley we, is uh, flashing when, some gang symbols. Anyway, wine. <laughs> we go drink some wine up in this club. Anyways. <laughs> Good. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Hall- Christmas, everyone. And we will. Have a happy Hanukkah. Merry happy Christmas. Tip top tet. Uh, and a solemn, dignified Ramadan. See you next Thursday! Thursday.